guys welcome back to another episode of ipv and me hope you're all doing well i'm really sorry that i uh i have this episode a week later than it should have been i'll be honest i was not in the mood for recording last week um i was still gonna go ahead and record even though i was just not feeling it but i decided not to because i thought you know something like this type of uh subject matter is just I don't want to not be in a good mood going into it you know I want to give these stories my everything and I want to be attentive and I just want to do the best episode I can so I was like you know what even though I've been so good and I've been so consistent I've been really proud of myself because I not the most consistent when it comes to things like that uh, I was like, you know what, let me just take the day. And when I say I wasn't in the mood to record, I wasn't in the mood to do anything all day. I think I sat on the couch and just read my book and like watched movies and like that was it. And like movies that I've seen a million times before because I didn't even have the capacity to like take on anything new. Uh, so yeah, so that's why. Sorry about that. Um, I'm not going to give too much updates because there's really not been a whole lot going on. I've just been settling back into work after being off for three months. Uh, that's been c- kind of challenging. I'm having good days and bad days. Um, still in a lot of pain from my fall. Uh, I'm not in pain when I'm not working. It's when I'm at work because I stand all day at my job. So like that's been really difficult. Uh, but I'm trying my best. I have an appointment with my doctor this coming week so I'm you know hoping that uh I'll have some updates on that I've really fun weekend coming up actually I'm meeting my friend after my doctor's appointment uh we're gonna hit the San Gennaro uh, festival in Little Italy which I go to every year and I absolutely love it it's always great fun great food great vibes the weather is supposed to be really nice thank god the crazy heat wave is over in New York that was insanity it's a really nice cozy rainy day today which I'm really enjoying perfect recording weather um, I'm also going to go to the Global Citizen Festival on Saturday. I go every single year to that. I've been going, geez, I've been going for years and years now. And there's always really great acts. What I always love about it is there's always very like nostalgic acts for me. Uh, and this year, the Chili Peppers are headlining. I've never seen them live before. I've always wanted to see them live. They're a band that I've grown up with their music. I absolutely love, love, love them. So I'm very excited about that. And then also Lauren Hill is going to be there. Again, huge nostalgia for me. I Growing up as a huge Lauren Hill fan, I the Fugees are one of the first bands that I was like hooked on. Like I loved them. So I'm very excited about that. Meg the Stallion was also supposed to be there, but she dropped out because of like scheduling conflicts. So I'm very upset about that. But you know what? It'll be fine. Uh, we'll just we'll just deal. We'll just get on with it. Um, I'm sure it'll be a great weekend. So I'm very excited about it. So I have a short work week. I'm only doing three days uh, this week, and I'm super excited about that. So I'll let you know on my next episode how it was. Hopefully everything went great. Hopefully the weather was nice. Uh, so yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm just gonna jump straight ahead and get on with today's episode which is the, by now, infamous case of Depp v. Heard, as it has become known. Um, So let's crack on. 
so this is going to be an episode with a few parts to it because there's just so much information I'm not 100% sure how many yet I'm hoping to whittle it down to two but it possibly will be three but uh yeah we'll we'll just have to watch the space on this one uh so I'm gonna start by saying just how long it has taken me to really not only do an episode but to speak out about this case I've been kind of dipping in and out of it since the very very beginning I've made subtle references to it as someone who is always very vocal about my feelings on domestic abuse cases uh, you will know that this is very unlike me and the reason for that is how very triggering it is as a survivor I've not only seen the public's opinion but more devastating the opinions of people that I know in my own personal life I've honestly been shocked at how the majority of people I know feel about this case and about Amber Heard the vile things that they have said about her while glorifying Depp who whether you believe he was an abuser or not has done completely vile things towards women I have noted personally his clear substance abuse issues way before Heard was ever in his life and now I was a huge Johnny Depp fan in my youth I loved his quirky characters I thought he was as handsome as everybody else did I think I remember at one time um I think a friend of mine for like my birthday or something got me a calendar like a Johnny Depp calendar um so I was a fan a long time ago um but I stopped being a fan way before I even knew who Amber Heard was. But celebrities are not good people just because you see them being nice to their fans, the people who worship them, because they are nice to people that like they visit in hospitals, people with illnesses, disabilities, because they're extremely good looking, because they're talented, etc., etc. Celebrities are idolized so much that we couldn't possibly think our favorite singer or actor could have put a foot wrong. And a recent example would be the letters written by several actors in support of Danny Masterson, someone who has just been convicted of three counts of rape and was sentenced to 30 years to life, the absolute maximum sentence. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis have been from what I can see over the years generally loved as a couple um Mila has made a movie playing a rape survivor Ashton has publicly done so much work to help sex trafficking victims I know that he stepped down after this whole situation um from his organization uh Thorn uh he was like the chairperson I believe and yet they wrote letters to get their friend a lighter sentence just because he was really great to them over the years and he has a child who needs him. But people can be both things. Danny Masterson can be a serial rapist and I'm sure he probably was also a great husband, a great father and a great friend. Just like Johnny Depp can also be nice to his fans, but a monster to his spouse. People don't understand the huge PR machines behind all of these famous people. I mean, look at the smear campaign that's currently happening to Sophie Turner since her divorce was announced from Joe Jonas. 
where do you think the stories are coming from? Do you really think some random newspaper article is making it up? Or do you think perhaps the PR team behind Joe Jonas is leaking stories to make her look bad and him come out on top? And why is Heard not believed like other famous women who have come forward? There is no such thing as the perfect victim and Heard for sure was not the perfect victim. No matter how compelling the evidence, Heard was absolutely slaughtered by social media while Depp was completely and utterly glorified as if he were some poor little helpless man who never put a foot wrong and not the typical powerful rich white man he is. I was a victim of domestic abuse. I am not in any way a perfect woman. I've done lots of things wrong in my life, just like anyone has. I also had a multitude of lies told about me by my abuser, some of which I haven't even been told about. Rumours were spread that I was mentally unstable, that I was addicted to drugs, that I was cheating on him, that I was using him to get a green card, none of which had even an ounce of truth. But I was thankfully believed, but... I believe that this is because my abuser wasn't a particularly well-liked guy in general and I, for the most part, have always been pretty well-liked by my peers. When I told people throughout the herd and Depp trial that various things that had happened to Amber had also happened to me too, I was met with statements like, well, you're different or your situation is different or, but, oh, but you're a nice person and you don't lie as if like me being a nice person makes any difference. You don't have to be this perfect person to be susceptible to abuse. Like here's an example that I will use. Think about the nice girls that you went to school with, like the ones who always had their homework done on time, never seemed to be bothered with like boyfriends. They never really you know, dress fashionable, like they dressed nice, modest, they were friendly and sweet, but maybe they were kind of quiet. And then think about the other girls, the rebellious ones, the ones who maybe smoked behind the school hall, the ones who never did their homework, were always in trouble with the teachers, always had some boy they were kissing who were loud, wore short skirts, rolled up their uniform skirts. And now imagine them as abuse victims like is there one whose word you would take over the others would you believe the quieter girl because she doesn't wear short skirts because she blends in never seems to look for attention like that other girl there were instances of her admitting she had hit Depp back in self-defense that doesn't mean that she isn't a victim or that she was also an abuser I had many moments where I hit my abuser back because I was scared I wanted to protect myself or I just wanted to get him away from me But again, I was told, yeah, but it's different. But why is it different? Another thing that upset me throughout was the fact that people didn't even seem to consider the whole reason for the trial in the first place. It wasn't a who was the abuser trial, was Depp the abuser or was her the abuser? It was Johnny Depp suing Amber Heard for defamation as she had written an article in which she claimed to be a victim of abuse, but she never named Depp as the abuser. In the UK, the court ruled that it wasn't defamatory as there was proof that Depp was an abuser, but people want to ignore that. Just because Depp won this trial in Virginia doesn't mean it was proven that Amber abused him. That was not what the trial was even for. So if people aren't even going to pay attention to what the trial is about, then why would they ever take the time to really look at the evidence in these cases? And 
I will tell you, I'm not even going to get into the media circus surrounding the case. We've all witnessed it. And like, frankly, I'm just tired and I'm traumatized for it. I never want to think about it again. For years, every time I saw an article or a post on social media or heard it uttered in public or at work or by my friends, I just walked away from it. I put my phone aside, switched TV channels. I could not take it and I still can't take it. It's taken me so long to even get to a place where I could begin to think about doing an episode on it, but I felt like I owed it to myself to put my opinion out there, both as a victim and as an advocate. I want to show my support to her, to other victims who weren't believed and who were vilified, maybe not so publicly, but publicly enough in their own towns, maybe, that it has destroyed their lives. I've tried to present the story as chronologically and as detailed as I possibly can over a podcast which I try not to make too long each episode things will of course be missing as there is so very much information out there I've cited many articles and I want to thank all of the Twitter and Instagram users and pages in which I found like rumors and various stories which I hadn't heard before there were so very many in support of Amber and victims everywhere and that made me honestly so happy to see One user I follow on Instagram called teamher.co that I've been following for a while have been very helpful in making me remember stories that I'd forgotten. So um, thanks to them for that. As much joy as I get from being an advocate and hearing from all of you wonderful listeners, it is hard to talk about these things. And I get scared sometimes that I'm going to receive abuse online from people like speaking up about abuse but this case in particular leaves people open to horrendous hate campaigns. I've seen how savagely Depp supporters and fanatics have treated anyone who supports hers but for me that's part of the price to pay and I will always stand for victims and survivors of abuse. Amber Heard first spoke about being abused in an op-ed for the Washington Post. This op-ed would ultimately lead to Depp suing Heard, even though his name was never mentioned in the article. His lawyer argued that it clearly referenced abuse allegations Heard had made against him during their divorce proceedings. As of June 2022, there is now an editor's note attached to the Post about Heard being found liable for three statements. The jury separately found that Depp, through his lawyer Adam Waldman, defamed Heard in one of three counts in her countersuit. I have linked the article in the episode notes for you and I want you to read it and see if you think this really warranted Depp suing Heard for $10 million. Heard wrote that she was exposed to abuse at a very young age. She knew that men have the power physically, socially and financially Like many women, she says she had been sexually assaulted and harassed by the time she was out of college. But she didn't see herself as a victim. But she says that when she came forward two years before the article, she felt the force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. She had been advised that she would never work again as an actress. A movie she was cast in recast her role. The company that she had been the face of in a campaign for two years dropped her. Her role in Justice League and Aquaman was questioned. She saw in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse. 
She goes on to speak about the Me Too movement and how it has taught us how this power works, not just in Hollywood, but in all institutions, and how these institutions are starting to see changes. She says, Women's rage and determination to end sexual violence are turning into a political force. She speaks out about the Violence Against Women Act and sexual assault on college campuses. She says that she had to change her phone number weekly due to death threats. For months, she rarely left her apartment and was pursued by camera drones and photographers on foot, motorcycles and cars. She felt as though she were on trial in the court of public opinion. She says she wants women who come forward to receive more support. In 2009, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp met on the set of The Rump Diary. In 2012, Depp announced his breakup from his partner of 14 years and mother of his two kids, Vanessa Pardee. Heard broke up with her partner of four years, Tasha Van Rie, around the same time. It was reported that in 2009, Heard was booked for misdemeanor domestic violence after she allegedly struck Rie at Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. Years later, Van Rie said... In 2009, Amber was wrongfully accused for an incident that was misinterpreted and over-sensationalised by two individuals in a powerful position. I recount hints of misogynistic attitudes toward us, which later appeared to be homophobic, homophobic when they found out we were domestic partners and not just friends. Charges were quickly dropped and she was released moments later. It's disheartening that Amber's integrity and story are being questioned yet again. Amber is a brilliant, honest and beautiful woman and I have the utmost respect for her. We shared five wonderful years together and remain close to this day. Heard said in a court filing that she and Depp began dating around the end of 2011 or the start of 2012. In 2014, Heard was spotted sporting an engagement ring with Depp later alluding to their engagement in an interview. In 2015, the couple were married in a private ceremony in their home. Later in 2015, there was a lot of controversy surrounding them when it was discovered they had breached Australia's biosecurity laws after failing to declare their dogs when they entered the country. They released a joint apology video. In 2016, Heard filed for divorce and obtained a temporary restraining order a few days later. She alleged that Depp had physically abused her, usually under the influence of drugs or alcohol. She alleged that Depp had thrown his phone at her, leaving her with a bruised face. Officers who responded to the call said Heard didn't insist on a report and no report was warranted. Depp denied the accusations and said that Heard was attempting to secure a premature financial resolution by alleging abuse. A $7 million settlement was reached outside a court in August of that same year. Heard withdrew her request for a domestic violence restraining order and rescinded her spousal support request of $50,000 a month. The former couple released a joint statement stating, Our relationship was intensely passionate and at times volatile, but always bound by love. Neither party has made false accusations for financial gain. There was never any intent of physical or emotional harm. Amber pledged to donate the $7 million. She said, As described in the restraining order and divorce settlement, money played no role for me personally and never has, except to the extent that I could donate it to charity and in doing so, hopefully, help those less able to defend themselves. She added that the donation would be divided amongst a number of charities with a particular focus to stop violence against women, as well as the Children's Hospital Los Angeles, where she had worked as a volunteer for the past 10 years. In 2018, Heard was acknowledged for her major financial contributions to Children's Hospital Los Angeles in the last year. She was mentioned in the donors list honour roll. She said, 
My philanthropic efforts have always been centred around medical care, especially with women and children. Medical care always struck me as a basic human right and necessity. I've been doing this type of work for the last 14 years with children's hospitals and bringing, hopefully, laughs and alleviation and distraction to kids that are severely ill. An executive from Children's Hospital LA, Candy Davidson Goldbron, would later testify that the 3.5 million donation pledged by Amber Heard to CHLA was unfulfilled. She said since 2016, the hospital had only received $250,000 of the total multi-million dollar pledge. Amber went on to testify that she still plans on donating the full amount, but that Depp's $50 million lawsuit had gotten in the way. So basically, it was always going to be donated in installments over a 10-year period. That was always the plan from day one. But Depp suing her put a stop to her payments because, like, yeah, she's famous, but she's not worth a whole lot of money, especially in comparison to Depp. The couple's divorce was finalised in 2017, with Amber keeping their dogs and Depp keeping all properties and vehicles. A non-disparagement clause was added that prevented either party from saying anything negative about the relationship and breakup. In 2018, Heard's op-ed was released. Again, Depp was never mentioned by name. In 2019, Depp sued Heard for $50 million for defamation. The lawsuit stated that Heard was not a victim of domestic violence and the allegations were part of an elaborate hoax to generate positive publicity for Heard. In a court filing attempting to dismiss the defamation suit, Heard detailed multiple instances of alleged abuse that she said occurred during their marriage. Heard says in the dismissal that the majority of the incidents took place in LA where Depp would alternate between inebriated and sober, between lucid and delusional thinking and between remorse and violence. He and his assistants would apologise to Heard the next morning for his behaviour, appalled at what had happened the night before. Heard would frequently cover for Depp, brushing her hair to conceal bruises and lying to her parents so they wouldn't intervene. She had to frequently live apart from him and at one point for a whole month in order to hide from him when he was in one of his violent and delusional moods. So I want to explain why the papers were filed in Virginia where neither of the couple lived. So um, this is taken from an article which I have linked in the sources section of the bio of this episode. Excuse me. Depp was allowed to sue in the state because the news outlet that ran the article, the Washington Post, houses its printing press and online server in Fairfax County. Depp's lawyer acknowledged in a pre-trial hearing that one of the reasons they brought the case in a Fairfax County courthouse is because Virginia's anti-slap law is not as broad as the one in California. So SLAP, which is S-L-A-P-P, stands for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation. And they're commonly used to intimidate and silence criticism through expensive, drawn-out legal proceedings. So Depp made a clear choice in this case. Heard's lawyers had sought to have the case moved to California, where the former couple actually reside. Under California's anti-slap legislation, a person being sued for defamation can file a motion to dismiss a case because it involves speech about a matter of public concern that is protected under the First Amendment. If the judge agrees, the plaintiff would have to pay the defendant's legal fees. Depp is among a string 
of politicians, corporate interests and celebrities who have filed defamation cases in Virginia in recent years, despite their loose connections to the state in what critics call libel tourism, according to the Washington Post. So think about that. Depp has chosen to do this. And who are the other people? Politicians, because we really trust them. Corporate interests and celebrities. For me personally, that tells me everything I need to know. I'll leave your choices up to you. Hurd's lawyers also argued that litigating in Virginia would make it prohibitively difficult for the parties to access the relevant sources of proof. Virginia is significantly far from LA where all the relevant witnesses who had seen the abuse would have been residing. Virginia courts can't compel California witnesses to appear at a trial. So again, think about that. They're all these people who would be potential witnesses for Amber Heard, if they so choose, don't have to come all the way from California to Virginia. They're not compelled to. So he again is taking away that power from her. In Amber's declaration, she says that for the first year of their relationship, Depp was sober and their relationship blossomed. About a year in, she began to witness Depp abusing drugs or alcohol. He frequently went in and out of drug and alcohol medical care, including a 24-hour live-in medical aid for the last three years of their relationship. She would worry for them both when he was using. He would become a totally different person, often delusional and violent. They called that version of him the monster. Depp would often have no memory of these events. That is very typical of an abuser um it's like you can't recognize when they're in that mode you cannot recognize a person like I've mentioned before this like glaze comes over their eyes their whole demeanor changes their voice even changes so this is all very typical eventually Heard began to document when things would happen so she could show Depp what he had done and I've mentioned before I did this many times. Because she loved him, she believed his promises that he would get better, but she was wrong. I mean, how many times have we heard that before? The first time Johnny hit her was at the end of 2012 or early 2013. They were in LA talking about a tattoo. I believe it was his um, Winona Forever tattoo that he had changed to Wino Forever after they broke up. When Heard laughed at something he said because she thought he'd made a joke, he slapped her across the face. Each hit was harder than the one before and the third one knocked her to the floor. She froze and went home without saying a word. She thought about leaving him. He hit her again on March 8, 2013 in her home in LA. Depp was drunk and high and was getting angry that she had hung a painting given to her by someone she had previously dated. He tried to set fire to it the following morning. His team and Amber asked Amber's sister Whitney to come over to try to intervene, which she did. After she left, Depp hit Heard so hard that blood from her lip ended up on the wall. A text is attached between her and Johnny the following Tuesday. They had code names Steve and Slim for each other. Steve being Johnny, Slim being Amber, um, on their phone contacts uh, for privacy in case their phones were ever lost or stolen. So Johnny texts, just thought you should know that there exists a book titled Disco Bloodbath, that's all. Heard responds, we need that book. 
is it about last Friday night by any chance? And Depp responds, how can you make me smile about such a hideous moment? Yes, it is. Funny bitch, I fucking love you, you cunt. I'm going to add in here that like there's a lot of uh, texts from Depp throughout this whole case and uh, I don't include every one of them but like how he texts oh my god it's like impossible he in my opinion it's like and I find this with how he speaks as well um, particularly when you see him in interviews it's like he's trying to be this kind of like you know deep like soulful arty like mystery type of guy like how he speaks and then he kind of texts in the same way I don't know if I I'm probably not describing that very well but like if you if you know anything about Depp if you watch him in interview series how he speaks you'll kind of know what I'm trying to say but he texts in the exact same way and it's honestly infuriating I would hate to text this man it's like he and even like not just like how he texts in wording, but like the way he writes it. There's a lot of dot, dot, dot. And, you know, kind of like he'll write a few words and then like like he hits the, the return key and then writes a few more and then dot, dot. It's kind of like, you know, that Rupi Kaur like poetry. It's like he's trying to be like, almost like he thinks he's writing poetry in his words. And I genuinely believe he thinks that his words are that important. And that's something I've always thought about this man way before the whole Amber Heard thing, even as a fan. Like, oh, he's just infuriating to me. But anyways, I'll continue. On May 24th, 2014, Heard and Depp flew from Boston to LA in a private plane. He appeared to have been drinking heavily and was holding a bottle of champagne when she had met him at the airport. He ordered an oxygen tank on the flight and drank heavily. Depp's handlers told her he was upset she was filming a movie with a romantic scene with the actor James Franco the day before. Depp started to throw objects at her. She moved seats instead of reacting. He pushed a chair at her as she walked by and yelled and taunted her. When she stood up at one point, he kicked her in the back, causing her to fall. He threw his boot at her while she was on the floor. He went to the bathroom and passed out there for the rest of the flight. Um, so here again, I'm going to read some texts. So this is from Depp. Once again, I find myself in a place of shame and regret. Of course, I am sorry. I really don't know why or what happened, but I will never do it again. I want to get better for you and for me. I must. My illness somehow crept up and grabbed me. I can't do it again. I can't live like that again. And I know you can't either. I must get better and I will for us both starting today. I love you. Again, I am so sorry. So sorry. I love you and feel so bad for laying you down. Yours. I see that understanding and forgiveness ain't on the menu. I'm disappointed to see that, but not too surprised, I suppose. This is, um, there is uh, basically a whole day in between him sending these two texts. So, um, and there's no response from her. So I'm guessing that's why he gets like irritated. And this is something that my abuser used to do too. Like, you know, you might get a text from him where, you know, he's all regretful and all of this. And then you don't respond right away or soon enough for him and then like the abuse comes out again because you know god forbid you don't respond when they need you to or want you to so she eventually responds no i don't but is it all right and could work with minimum stress to my life yes it could and yes i know you don't get it but i need the money just because it's not a money job doesn't mean i don't need the money it will pay 
don't worry baby I won't do anything that makes you feel pain or discomfort you tell me when you want and I'll do it but ultimately we'll have to talk about it sometime okay I'm in a tough situation right now and need the work period I know you forget how that feels but please try to understand I feel you're trying to embarrass me I love you don't know what else to say we need to talk in person about all this stuff and it'll work out I know and he responds because you want it you've led them on you didn't let go of it very easily heard you said that last time in a more respectful way and I didn't do it because I wanted to talk to you more about it involve you and your opinion in it more but we haven't had time to talk in person obviously so none of that could be accomplished what I don't want to lose is a paycheck I need that my parents need that's it I work this is my job and most of the time I wish I was better than this but at the moment I'm not this was my job when you met me and unfortunately I need to work because I'm really in a tight spot But I held off seeing a decision in either direction because of you and your feelings and our conversations, which we have yet to be able to really have about it. Wouldn't you want just that for me? Would you do that exact thing for me? Depp, were you hoping for my opinion on the James Franco piece? I'd rather you didn't stoop to that level, but you've already told me how much you like the material and that it's not a money gig, so it's art. I'm not going to tackle that greased up piggy. No, ma'am. You have to do that film. You really want it, obviously. I'm going to sleep. Good night. Hope tomorrow holds better. Um. So in case you didn't realise, that's them going back and forth about the movie that he clearly doesn't want her to do. And she's saying she needs the money because, you know, um. obviously he's worth millions and millions and millions more, is more well-respected and well-known. And, you know, she's saying she needs the money. She has a family and she wants to take care of them and also like in that first text he's admitting to what happens on the plane um so you know and these are confirmed texts so I don't really I mean to me that's like he's already admitting to that one incident that's pretty bad enough in my opinion so continuing on Depp's assistant, Stephen, I think it's pronounced Deuter, or I, I may be wrong about that. Uh, I'm just going to use his first name in case I mess it up. Uh, so he also texts her the next day to pass along Depp's apologies for his behaviour during the flight. He said that Depp was appalled and when Stephen told him that Depp had kicked her, he cried. So I'm going to read his text messages. He's up, He's and these are messages to her, by the way. He's up in the bathroom, moving slowly. We'll let you know when en route and how he is in the car. He's in some pain, as you might guess. He's been sick. We're going to get him straight to bed. We're on our way to 80. Hey, he's sound asleep. We're here looking out for him. Heard. Thanks. Please let me know when you speak to him or if there's any major change or if anything goes wrong. Stephen. Hey, he's up. He's much better, clearer. He doesn't remember much, but we took him through all that happened. He's sorry, very sorry, and just wants to get better, which allows us to make him follow up on that promise. He's teary. He doesn't want to be a fuck up anymore. His words. He's got bad indigestion this morning, but otherwise all right. He's gone back to sleep for a bit. Spoken to see, we're going to set him up with Dr. Kipper on Wednesday. Hopefully he won't be skipping it this time. Heard. If he was, he'd tell me himself, I reckon. Will that doctor be in Boston? Have you told him about Charlie? Stephen. That doc will fly to Boston. He's a much bigger deal than Charlie. I'm not worried about bringing Charlie up. I'll do that later when he's awake again. Heard. Okay, I've not heard from him, which I expected. I still want to fly back to NYC today on the red eye, though. I can't keep doing this. Stephen. Stephen. 
His phone is fucking up. I'm restarting it. You will hear from him, I'm sure. There feels like a sea change in him this morning. He just spoke about how bad he feels and he wasn't talking physically. Think he's just texted you. He's incredibly apologetic and knows that he has done wrong. He wants to get better now. He's been very explicit about that this morning. Feels like we're at a critical juncture. Heard, yes, but I don't know how to be around him after what he did to me yesterday. I don't know if I can stay with him. I need time. Stephen, he wants to see you so much. He's distraught. Amber, don't worry about the flights. I'll be taking care of them myself. Thank you. Look, he thinks he doesn't deserve this. Obviously, he has no idea what he did or to the extent that he did it. If someone was truly honest with him about how bad it really was, he'd be appalled. The man Johnny is would be humiliated and definitely wouldn't say to me that he doesn't deserve it. I'm sad that he doesn't have a better way to really know the severity of his actions yesterday. Unfortunately for me, I remember in full detail everything that happened. Stephen, it was disgusting and he knows it. He was appalled. When I told him he kicked you, he cried. I wasn't with him when he sent you the second text. He read it to me and I said it was the wrong text to send. He then sent the third one and sat and cried again after on the bed. He's a little lost boy and needs all the help he can get. He's so very sorry as he should be. Heard he's done this many times before. Tokyo, the island, London. Remember that. And I always stay always believe he's going to get better and then every three or so months I'm in the exact same position. Stephen, I know it's hideous but that is one side of the man that you fell in love with and one side of the man that fell in love with you and I know you're hurting and you're ver- you've every right to and he knows that. So like to me that's pretty damning text like Amber sounds here to me like very calm. She sounds like this has been going on for so long that like you get to a point in it where you're just kind of like you're kind of just like oh like it's just life now and you're just you know she sounds like that like I recognize myself I can't really explain that well but I recognize myself in those texts the way she's sending them like she seems so calm considering what she's texting about what just happened to her um and like she mentioned several other incidents this guy Stephen who is Depp's personal assistant obviously is there for pretty much all of this they have their PAs with them all the time and he knows exactly what she's talking about without having to question her he's saying that Depp admits what he did Stephen was there to witness it like and there's still people who are saying that Depp is not an abuser that he's this as this man Stephen says a little lost boy he's not a little lost boy he's a grown fucking man and he's an addict and he's an abuser like these texts to me if I'd seen these and nothing else about this case I would have been like yeah he's an abuser he's a piece of shit and she's displaying all the classic signs of what I remember of being a victim like everything she says here just I could have written these texts myself and I'm sure I've written texts like that several times before so in my opinion that's pretty damn damning in August 2014 the then couple took a trip to the Bahamas to try to help him detox under the supervision of his live-in nurse Debbie Lloyd he had a number of manic episodes while they were there requiring medical attention that Debbie wasn't able to manage alone. So they flew in Dr. David Kipper, Depp's private doctor, to help manage his increasingly severe episodes. Imagine having your own private doctor. You can just fly in and out like celebrities are mad. 
On August 17th, they got into a huge fight during which Depp kicked and pushed Amber to the ground, slapped her and grabbed her by the hair. He kicked the door so hard it splintered. So pictures of the door um, are attached and um, both uh, Nurse Debbie Lloyd and Dr. Kipper observed Amber's injuries. So um, again, like I have the... um, the deposition linked in the bio so you can look at all this evidence yourself you can see the text you can see the, all the pictures that are attached um i'm just going to describe to you what i'm seeing here so there's a set of double doors and there's very clearly a huge dent and like a hole as well um and clearly someone has like kicked it or like thrown an object at it it looks more like a kick or even like someone hit it with a baseball bat um then there are texts with um debbie lloyd um and i believe amber heard yes i'm pretty sure it's amber heard it's a group uh text and uh dr kipper is also included in this so issue has arisen again he took the meds about 30 minutes ago which seems to be the trend as i reckon they haven't kicked in yet all of a sudden he's flipping again just starting screaming he was so mad he pushed me and i asked him to get out don't know what else to do sorry to keep at you guys and nurse debbie replies would you like us to come over heard says yes uh heading over at the house or cafe heard says he's probably at cabrones just seeing your text sorry he tossed and turned all night woke up at least once but then fell back he woke up about 30 ago i'm guessing 30 minutes ago um debbie responds no worries it was before kipper went in and talked to you is he awake now how are things uh her says bad he's awake he's not good super angry bad mood uh doctor uh nurse debbie are you guys talking has he taken morning meds um De- uh, heard responds yes but it's rough he always works himself into rage without any provocation making me not feel like i can even converse with him his blood pressure was good like 127 over 88 or something he just took am meds and our stebby i know it is rough right now he's angry with everyone but mostly himself and he doesn't know how to handle those emotions without his drugs stay as calm as you can we will get through the day and get him home on December 17th, 2014, after a particularly violent episode, Depp apologised for his behaviour, calling himself a fucking savage. So here again are texts between uh, Depp and Hurt. So Depp says, Slim, I love you. I'm truly sorry to have upset you to the degree that I have and I couldn't be more sorry for yet again ruining your day i do of course take your generosity your selflessness your affection and your sweet doting deeply into my heart and i think that i've been reciprocal agony is never the answer to any equation or or occasion nor is rage we are i believe in concert about this please know that my apology is sincere and solid and as stupid as it sounds i hope your meeting with clive barker is excellent i love you so very fucking much my all steve heard responds thank you for your words i just left betty sue's just going a couple blocks away for a quick dinner or drink with megan i hope we can see each other when i get home i don't want this agony nor can i bear putting it on you and then she texts him again a few hours later say she's on the way home he responds and this is like one of those long written so strangely like oh i'm such a poet texts it's a way i've let it go went too far we slash i tend to do that i always regret it when i jump or worse when you jump i don't want to be conditioned to continue that behavior therefore i'll put in heavy work with the shrank 
Um, I'm sorry for being less, for your disappointment to me, for my behavior. I'm a fucking savage. Gotta lose that. Gonna lose that. The devil is all around, right? I wish I were able to bring even just a glimmer of a smile to the pretty face of my most gorgeous of dreams and darkest nightmares. I love you far too much for you and I to be these heinous slinging... Uh, to be these heinous slinging insults like we do slash did. It is not anything that I'm particularly proud of to have participated in and I regret giving it life because, motherfucker, how when we fight, little girl? How do we end up on the very edge of the precipice and why? Wish I knew, goddamn. And know that you are right. I am well aware that I should have been bigger than the moment and that it will never again manifest in negative experiences. It can be done. What a killer concept to visualize. Wish you were in this lunatic's proximity. Be careful out there. I adore you. Like you couldn't just say, oh, I wish you were here with me. It's like, I wish you were in this lunatic's proximity. Like I just can't, I just cannot with this man. Uh, So in January 2015, the former couple were in a hotel in Japan when Depp shoved her, slapped her and grabbed her hair. When she tried to stand, he muscled her back to the floor and stood yelling over her while she cried. In March 2015, the couple were in Australia. It was the first time Amber had seen him in a month and she noticed he had lost a lot of weight and was behaving erratically. A few days later, she saw him with a bag of ecstasy, even though he was supposed to be clean. He told her she had never explicitly said he couldn't have ecstasy. Um, so again, that's such a like stupid, like little childish way. That's like something you do when you're a kid. Like, you know, your mom says, oh, you can't have any chocolate before your dinner. And then like you eat a bag of jelly sweets and it's like, oh, you never said I couldn't have a bag of jelly sweets. Like, you know, that's stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. <sighs> anyway, this, this incident is a lot. So He pushed her, slapped her and shoved her to the ground. She retreated to a locked bedroom. When she got up in the morning, she found he was still awake and had taken about eight pills. He was also drinking. They got into another fight where he began, again became physical and she barricaded herself into one of the rooms. He burst through the door. By nightfall, he had hit her multiple times, shoved her, pushed her to the ground, choked her and spit in her face. He handed her a liquor bottle he had been drinking from and asked her what she was going to do. She threw it on the floor and he started throwing cans and glass bottles at her. She wanted him to go to sleep so he would sober up. That night, he shoved her into a ping pong table that collapsed under her. He threw bottles through the window panels of a glass door, leaving glass everywhere. He then grabbed her, tore her nightgown off and she ended up at one point being naked, barefoot and covered in alcohol and glass. He grabbed her hair and choked her against the fridge. In what she says was one of the scariest moments of the three-day ordeal. He grabbed her neck and collarbone and slammed her against the countertop and noted again in every case, probably every single case I've ever talked about on here, these men love going for our necks. He strangled her, but her arms kept slipping on the alcohol covered countertop and floor, which slashed her repeatedly. She was scared for her life and told him he was hurting her and cutting her. He ignored her and continued to hit her with the back of a closed hand and slammed a phone against the wall with his other hand where it smashed. He severely injured his finger while doing this, cutting the tip off. She denies throwing a bottle at him or causing the injured finger in any way. Once she was able to get away, she once again barricaded herself in a bedroom and tried to sleep. 
On the third day of Depp getting no sleep, she came downstairs to find numerous messages he had written around the house, on the walls, on her clothes, in a combination of oil paint and blood from his finger. He had also urinated all over the place. She was able to capture some images of these. Again, there's all these images in the deposition linked in the bio. Um, the first ones I'm looking at are various mirrors where he just has like insane writing all over the place. Uh, one looks like it says loves naked something. Um, there's the word she's is written here. Um, herself. Uh, call Carly. I'm not sure what the next word is. She said I better babe with a smiley face. Um there's another like crazy I can't even make out any of the words but it's just literally smeared all over these mirrors like it just looks crazy by the time she got security to come upstairs it had been almost 24 hours since he had cut his finger his team was worried about the blood loss so he's rushed to hospital Afterwards, Heard flew back to LA and Depp returned to his separate house in West Hollywood. She had a busted lip, a swollen nose and cuts all over her body, which friends, family, medical professionals and co-workers all witnessed. She says she still has scars from the incident. And there's a picture here of her forearm, which what I can count as one, two, three, looks like three to four um, long scars running down. Uh, her forearm. Later in March 2015, Heard and Depp were in LA. Johnny was still in a cast. After becoming enraged, he destroyed personal property all over the house, including Heard's belongings in her closet. Her sister Whitney was there, and when Depp lunged to hit Heard, Whitney placed herself between them. Depp then turned his attention to her and moved toward her. Heard was scared for her sister's safety as she was standing on top of a flight of stairs and punched Depp in the face in order to draw his attention away. This was the only time she says she ever hit Depp. At that point, security intervened. Um, and then we have a series of text messages which, with pictures included um, from a Kevin. I am pretty sure this is part of security detail it's definitely someone in Depp's team I'm not 100% certain I don't know why I didn't write that down here um so the text starts good morning sir so um Johnny destroyed Amber's closet and there's some other damage to PH5 I think PH5 is like one of the units that were there you're the lucky person I should talk to about that correct and they respond I suppose so I'm up insanity just fucking insanity and there's a series of pictures like her clo- it's one of those, you know, typical celebrity giant walking closets, like a, a room, basically. And honestly, like it looks it like this man said, it looks insane. There is like rails of clothing that are just thrown down. Uh, there's walls of shelving that is ripped down all over the floor on top of each other. There's broken wood. There's clothes and shoes just all over the place. Um there's just racks and racks and racks of clothing stands that are like down everything's just on top of each other and is a mess like it looks crazy like that is not a normal reaction to anything like that's not normal and like this is another thing that abusers will do like um what my abuser used to do and I do believe that I got out before it got 
uh, really like it was physical but like um, there was no punching or anything at that point um, but like what he used to do for years was like throw my items always my items like around the apartments like he would pick up the furniture and throw it around bang the cabinets bang the doors um like hit the wall um just like rip things out of my closet and throw it aside like rip the bed clothes off the bed like that's all part of physical violence that is not normal behavior and um I don't think I added it here at any point but um you know everyone will have seen that video where she recorded him like banging and like kicking all the cabinets and everything in anger like that's to show physical intimidation to the victim like that's what it's all for it's not like oh he just got a little bit angry like no like that's very calculated um, and there also along with this, um, there was a signed witness statement from uh, Whitney, Amber's sister, and a videotape of her speaking, which you can also check out if you want to. Um, so after he attacked her and her sister, Depp seemed to get clean and quit using everything other than prescription meds. Things were peaceful for a few months. Then that July, he started to drink wine and smoke marijuana again. In August, the couple travelled to Southeast Asia. While on a train, Depp picked a fight with her and started hitting her and pushing her against a wall by grasping her throat and holding her there. She remembers being afraid he might not know when to stop and could kill her. On Thanksgiving that year, they were in LA and got into another fight. He ripped her shirt and threw her around the room. He threw a wine glass and a heavy glass decanter at her, which thankfully missed. He pushed her and she fell over a chair and hit her head against a wall. She later discovered a sizable lump on her head and she had a busted open lip. On December 15th, she had plans to meet her friends Rocky and Melanie at her and Depp's penthouse, but before they arrived, Depp picked a fight with her. He threw another decanter at her, knocked items around the room and punched the wall. He slapped her hard, grabbed her by the hair and dragged her around the home, pulling large chunks of scalp and hair from her. She tried to calm him down and went upstairs to remove herself. He followed her, hitting the back of her head and grabbing her hair again, dragging her up the last few steps of the stairs. At the top, he shoved her twice, making her scared she would fall. He kept hitting her and each time she fell down, she got up and looked him in the eye. He responded by yelling, Oh, you think you're a fucking tough guy. He then headbutted her, bashing her nose, which began bleeding and sent searing pain through her face. She thought she would have to go to the hospital. She said she wanted to leave him and would call the cops if he ever touched her again. When she began to walk away, he pushed her and pulled her around the place again by the hair. He put his hands around her throat, pushed her to the ground and began punching the back of her head. He screamed over and over that he would kill her. At some point, the fight ended up on a bed where he got on top of her with his knee on her back and the other foot on the bed frame while repeatedly punching her in the head. He screamed, I fucking hate you over and over. The bed frame splintered. He pushed her face into the mattress. She screamed, hoping he would realise how much he was hurting her. She couldn't breathe after a while and worried he was unaware of what he was doing and would kill her. She doesn't remember how the fight ended. And included, uh, there is a picture of like clumps of blonde hair um, on the floor. And there is a picture of the broken 
bed frame. It's like a wooden um, bed frame. And then there's like, it looks kind of bent in the middle and there's this huge splinter of wood that's missing from it. And it's like on the floor underneath it. The next thing Hurd remembers is Rocky and Melanie arriving. Depp had written a message on the countertop in gold sharpie that said, why be a fraud? All is such bullshit. That night, she texts her publicist Jodie to let her know she had been badly injured and she may not be able to make an appearance on the late show the following day, depending on bruising. She told her she had an accident because like many who experience abuse, she was afraid of exposing this aspect of her relationship to the world. She asked her friends to help cover the bruises, bleeding and swelling, so she could make it to the appearance without exposing Johnny. And there's a series of pictures of Hurt's face, close-ups. Um, the first one, there appears to be a lot of dark bruising um, under her right eye. Um and her lip looks like there's a little cut on the side. Um, there's a few different like pictures and different like lighting. Um, the second one, it looks much worse. It's more like a cut under her eye. Um, her lip looks very swollen. She has um, a bruise on her forehead near her hairline to the side. Um, and then she has a side profile and her lip looks much worse. Um, it looks like there's quite a big chunk of it um and then the top of her lip has a little cut too and there is um a little uh vertical cut on her the side of her chin um there's a picture close-up of her scalp where you can very clearly see there's a little ball patch where it looks like hair has been pulled out of it um and then she includes the picture where he wrote on the countertop um in the gold sharpie and like it just looks like the work of a madman and i mean like who writes on a countertop in a gold sharpie five-year-olds like kids do it I don't know anybody else that does it like my um my mother is often sent me videos of my nephews like writing on the furniture like a grown-ass man writing on a countertop I mean come on and then there's also included the text um where she says that she may not be able to make um the show she says I had an accident tonight Jodie I'm really bruised and might have a black eye or two tomorrow same with my nose nurse on the way to make sure I don't have a concussion there's a chance I might not be fit for tomorrow but won't know how bad the bruising is until the morning giving you a heads up I'll call you tomorrow to let you know okay and Jodie responds oh no are you okay that sounds terrible sending you love um a day or two later she went to Dr Kipper's office to get a concussion check follow-up exam Lisa, the nurse, followed her to the parking lot and said she recognised that she was in trouble and advised her to call her if she was attacked again. So um, these are the text messages. Um, Excuse me. So um, this is from Amber's side first. I said, you headbutted me and his response, I just gave you a little knock with my head. And then he left the room after saying what a fuck up he was and such fucking feeling sorry for himself. Poor him. Um, I believe this is, hold on one second. Yes, this is, um, I think this is from her sister. Yeah, sorry. I'll, I think this is from her sister. These are messages back and forth. Let me let me get on with it and then I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think I had so much info on these that honestly, I kind of forgot in some instances to to write who was saying what. Because uh, I'm reading from like screenshots of text and it doesn't, so you know, you don't always see who the text is from. 
Um, okay, so they respond, OMG. Amber says, can't take any responsibility. Uh, the other person says, does that make it a little easier? Amber says, just like Josh said, he doesn't know how. Are you sure your guys are okay not going to the island? I feel terrible for ruining Christmas. Okay, so it is her sister. She responds, you didn't ruin it. Christmas is going to happen many more times and home is where you and our moms are. Uh, so yes, that is her sister. Um, sorry about that, guys. So Amber says, I'm okay. Just been a hard night crying and talking and crying more. Her sister says, oh, Amber, I wish there was anything I could do to make this load not as heavy. Thank you for responding. I was dreaming about you. I was worried. Um, she responds again sometimes later. Are you OK? I think Johnny just came in and left a note, <coughs> excuse me, on my floor. Amber says he's fucked up. Whitney says, yes, obviously. Amber again. I asked him to leave. Ignore it. He's gone. I'm so sorry. He's just feeling like he's fucked up. Whitney says, no need to apologize. It's not your fault. Amber says, I've asked him to leave twice. Uh, Whitney says I saw Stephen in the hallway can he help can we help and Amber says I don't know he's not with me he's drunk um okay and then it also kind of shows at the side um these look like maybe they were like screenshot from an iPad or something I don't know if you've ever seen on the iPad how the text screen is and on the left hand side you'll see kind of um previews of all the texts um that are also, um, you know, in your inbox, like the last text that you sent, kind of like when you open up your your iPhone message apps as well. So like in a lot of them, uh, you can see the start or like in between texts from, you know, whoever they are, people she knows, obviously her friends, um, not Amber, this is uh, her sister. And like a lot of them are like, one person says, just heard about Amber, OMG, is everything okay? Um, another girl says, okay, uh, so I see the news now. I've been in an abusive relationship. Um, and then another one, um, you know, a lot of people just saying, oh, I've heard about Amber or whatever. So like uh, this is obviously back and forth texts that she's having with people that she knows as well. So, um, uh, yeah, it's just it's just kind of, I think, important to to note things like that. On April 21st, 2016, Amber was hosting her 30th birthday party at their penthouse. Depp arrived late and inebriated and started a fight after the guest left. He threw a magnum-sized bottle of champagne against the wall and shattered a glass against the front door. He grabbed her shoulders, pushed her onto the bed and blocked the door when she tried to leave. He grabbed her by the hair and violently shoved her to the floor. She later applied for a domestic violence restraining order and cited this incident as part of the reason she was afraid of Depp. His lawyers later deposed her and asked about the incident, of which there are copies and videos. The couple didn't speak for a month after this. She found herself unable to sleep because she was afraid he would come home. She inquired about having her locks changed. May 21st, 2016, they met at their home in LA to discuss their relationship. His behaviour was erratic and she felt increasingly unsafe, so texted Josh and Rocky, who live next door, to come over. She also called their mutual friend, Ayo Tillett-Wright. Johnny screamed at Ayo over the phone, threatening and calling him names. Ayo yelled at her to get out of the house, which caused Depp to throw the phone in her face as hard as he could. Amber started to cry. He grabbed her hair and started to slap, shake and yank her around the room. Rocky had let herself in and when Depp noticed, he let go of Amber. Rocky threw herself between Depp and heard, telling him to stop. Depp grabbed her arms and threw them to her sides. He repeatedly screamed at her to get the fuck up. 
two of Depp's security guards came in yelling boss. Amber ran to them and told them he was hitting her and that she would go to the cops if it happened again. Io had been on speakerphone the whole time and at some point had hung up and called 911. Depp smashed objects around the house with a wine bottle as he left. He continued to have altercations with Rocky and Josh and smashed items. <clears throat> there's more photos included, again, in the deposition link in the bio. Uh, there's one picture of a stairs. It looks like there's broken glass and even maybe like part of the stairs might be a bit damaged. Um, there's another picture of, uh, it looks like just like lots of like paperwork that looks like some maybe cards envelopes looks like kind of personal items magazines things like that um that are just like thrown around uh there's a picture of a wooden floor with a wine bottle on its side and um spilled wine there's a picture of what kind of looks like a rug um maybe at the top of a stairs um it might just be carpet and there is a wet patch surrounded by excuse me quite a lot of broken glass um there's what looks like a hallway floor that has um it's very clearly wet it looks like uh, a lot of red wine stains that are kind of soaked in um and it looks like maybe there's a footprint in the middle of one of them and then there is a wall with a lot of again clearly to me is red wine stains like splashed all over it like someone kind of like flicked a glass at it or something at this point, Amber was hiding in Josh and Rocky's penthouse where she called her attorney, Samantha Spector, to ask for advice. She was afraid to give the police a statement and cause an international media incident. Her instinct was still to protect Depp and their privacy. She told the police when they arrived that she declined to give any statement at this time per the advice of her counsel. They, repeated, they repeatedly requested that she cooperate so they could take action, but she declined. During this time, she also texted Melanie who uh, replied to her, you need us to come over now and get you. Uh, Heard says, cops came back. It's okay. Rock and Josh are helping me. All okay. Sorry, I couldn't communicate earlier. I'll text you tomorrow if that's okay. Um, And uh, Melanie responds, I love you. And later responds, hi, thinking of you. And then again, there's many pictures of... um, uh, of injuries on Heard. There's a picture of her upper left thigh on the side there's a large bruise there and what looks like maybe a little bruise on the front of it also um there are several pictures of her face uh kind of her right side profile um there's a large uh cut um and bruise and a lot of redness um under and around her eye um and on her forehead um upper or kind of like to the side um towards her hairline there's a huge red mark again um and there's a really significant uh red mark on her cheek After this attack, Heard resolved to leave Depp for good. She filed a request for a restraining order. On May 27th, she appeared in court for a hearing about the request. She was still bruised following his attack on her six days prior. The court granted the order. In June 2016, the media began reporting that there were witnesses who claimed she did not appear to have been injured. Others claimed they were fake based on photos she had taken in which the bruises had been deliberately covered by her hair. However, she says other photos were also taken. Plus, she had multiple witnesses who noticed the injuries and inquired whether they could help, but also told her they couldn't comment publicly for fear of losing their jobs or livelihood if they cooperated with her. 
Heard also mentions the incident with her ex, Tasha Van Rie, that Depp's defence lawyers in their divorce lawsuit, lawsuit brought up. She says their account was deliberately misleading as no charges were brought and that Van Rie herself publicly contradicted the media reports generated by Depp's team, as I previously mentioned in the beginning of the episode. On June 6, 2016, um, I.O. Wright reacted to one of these media accounts on Twitter. So these going forward are all um, I.O. Wright's tweets. So the first one is bullshit. I've had enough. I saw the bruises many times and the fat lip and the cut head. And she's got three of the angry face emojis and um, links to the TMZ article. Um and then the next tweet, how much evidence does a woman need to present? She has photos, texts, witnesses and filed a restraining order. Her next tweet, but no, a neighbour asked a doorman and talked to TMZ and that is headline news and serves as evidence. Dear neighbour, shame on you. This culture of victim blaming makes me sick. I'm a witness. I'm here. I'm standing up. I can't take any more of this witch hunt. I was on the fucking phone when he hit her. I heard her scream. I will testify here and in court under oath. What else does a woman need? And I these are screenshots of her tweets. And already you can only see maybe three or four tweets like in response underneath that. And so many people like a messaging underneath, like complete and utter strangers. People that don't know Depp, um, don't have a personal relationship with him, weren't there when this incident happened, even though this person was there, um, but they still want to attack this person and say that like Depp is not in the right. So like, um, like one person says, if you saw the evidence, why didn't you call him out? Call the police that your friend was in a domestic violence situation. Um, I'm another person says I'm not an attorney but this seems weird to me from a legal standpoint such material is usually only shared between attorneys another user says a lot more um, where, oh sorry I'm reading the wrong one um, another person says why does she need spousal support then uh, someone else says trial by media oh I hate that word trial, that phrase trial by media with Johnny automatically guilty because you heard something or Raquel saw him yelling is also a witch hunt um uh, another user says the neighbor is as much a valid witness as you are how is it that you're not ashamed to be witness but they should be um because it's a neighbor and this person wasn't there um another person says you're a witness to what her screaming heck i can scream were you there no how much has she offered you hashtag in it for the money um and another person responds to that saying Depp let her and the other witness raquel live there for free and they got the hump and they had to move out um as if like they know anything about the situation and um another person says a witch hunt okay johnny has been quiet while she continues to lie repeatedly daily same as australia rihanna was a victim i don't know what that's due but um they continue amber is looking for dollars and fucked up his mom just died she's evil and greedy look at rihanna that's a real victim not cold sores i mean come on um, her wolf cries make real abused women look bad like it's just disgusting honestly I can't read it anymore because um, all that stuff just like oh, it just I, it makes me sick um, so anyway um, so I.O. Tillett Wright wrote an article about um, why they called 911 I have linked it in the article I'm actually just going to read it um, here too also because I think there's a lot of important points there um, so anyway here we go 
I called 911 because she never would, because every time it happened, her first thought was about protecting him. Because every time it happened, the sweet, loving man we all cared for so much would come back with apologies, profuse, swearing up and down that he understood how bad that what he had done was and swearing never to do it again. We all loved him, but especially, especially her. And she wanted to believe that the behaviour wasn't going to last. The reports of violence started with a kick on a private plane. Then it was shoves and the occasional punch until finally in December, she described an all out assault and she woke up with her pillow covered in blood. I know this because I went to their house. I saw the pillow with my own eyes. I saw the busted lip and the clumps of hair on the floor. I got the phone call immediately after it happened. Her screaming and crying, a stoic woman reduced used to sobs. I understood her heartbreak. He had been my friend too, a person I loved very much, a person I had once referred to as a brother, a person with whom I had laughed at the absurdity of the media and their spicy claims about my role in their family, a person who came to my rescue in my darkest hour, who I have credited with saving my own life, who I lived with for a year by his invitation while I healed and worked. I knew him to be soft and gentle with a temper and a dark side, but a golden heart. I didn't want to believe it either until I saw the wreckage. When you call someone your brother, you also commit to calling them out when they are wrong. I love this line. As she, shaking and crying, described this £195 man throwing the full weight of his body into headbutting his £120 wife in the face in a fit of rage, I found that an unforgivable line in my heart had been crossed. I witnessed firsthand the absolutely baffling mental pretzel that an abused person puts themselves into, trying to balance the desire to protect their aggressor with the knowledge that their swollen face is unacceptable. I love this too. I listened as she cycled through things she could have possibly done to provoke him or how she could have made him upset enough to do this. I sat and listened, my own heart aching because I had so much care for the tender, generous man inside of all this rage. And yet the bottom unequivocal line is nothing she ever could have said or done deserves what she describes as him dragging her up the stairs by the hair, punching her in the back of the head, choking her until she almost passed out and smashing his head into her nose until it almost broke we say domestic violence is bad we condemn it but as a culture we create the most fertile breeding ground for it to thrive the cycle of abuse is perpetuated by every person who asserts that the victim more likely punched themselves rather than addressing the very real evidence of violence in front of them the culture of victim blaming is the very thing that protects abusers ability to get away with this kind of behavior right now Every battered woman in the world is watching this media circus, internalizing the message that when they come forward for help, when they break the cycle, they will be called a gold digger, a cheater and be accused of having faked it all for attention. I'm looking at every journalist, every editor, every person who puts a comment on an article pointing an uneducated finger. You are the lynch mob. You are a deafening chorus. You're searching for an explanation for why he would have hit her sends the clear message that there can be a reason why someone hits their spouse. It doesn't matter what was said between the two lovers. It doesn't matter if the romance was coming to an end because nothing warrants that response. No person ever should suffer violence at the hands of the person they love. I watched a woman with a broken spirit go on national television the next night, covered in makeup, smiling through a bloody lip who nearly jumped out of her seat when someone casually put a hand on her shoulder because she didn't know what was coming. That's why when it happened again, when I was on the phone with both of them and heard it drop, heard him say, what if I pulled your hair back and her scream for my help? I wondered like so many times before if I should break the code of silence that surrounds celebrities and invite the police into the situation. And in a split 
second decided that yes I was going to because I realized that as long as I was protecting the abuser from consequences I was enabling the abuse and I could no longer partake. I had to stand up for my friend and for what I believe in my gut to be the code of conduct by which human beings have to behave with each other. Whether we loved him or not has nothing to do with it. When it comes to violence, love is no longer part of the equation. I think that article is so important and um, they make so many very important points in there. Um, so definitely read it yourselves if you want to check it out again it's linked in the bio so January 13 2017 after Heard obtained this restraining order they proceeded to dissolve their marriage December 2018 following their highly publicized separation Heard read accounts online referring to her as a victim of domestic violence in response many people called her a liar without ever hearing her story she was dropped from a global fashion brand's campaign lost a part in a movie people she had never met threatened her with violence and she received so many death threats she had to change her number frequently People accused her of having abused Depp, which she states is simply not true. She only ever attacked him under self-defence and in defence of her little sister. She has never physically abused anyone and she knows what it does to people. Instead, she has attempted to promote good in the world and to advocate an end to domestic violence. She has sought to use her public persona to speak out on an issue that was extremely meaningful to her and millions of other women and men every year. She has spoken out about violence in public, but has always avoided specifically referencing Johnny or recounting his violence against her, not only because she wants to move past that phase of her life, but also because she was constrained to the terms of a strict confidentiality agreement that Johnny had insisted upon as part of their divorce settlement. Okay, so I'm going to leave it there for today, guys. Uh, that was already a pretty long one. It's a lot for me to go through this again. Um, like I said, a lot of this stuff is really triggering for me and other survivors. So I think it's probably wise to take a break now. Um, but yeah, if you're affected by this story, this episode as... Um, a victim, a survivor, then just know I'm with you. I'm there to, like, I wrote this episode and I'm just relaying things that I've, I've researched for weeks and weeks and weeks. And like, I'm still, I like, I will tell you right now, my body is like, my stomach feels like anxious. I'm a little shaky. Um, this happens to me every single time with this case in particular, uh, just because of like I mean I read those couple of tweets there I was doing fine it was only until I read those tweets and I shouldn't have done it because I didn't want to add specifically didn't want to add in this episode any of like the media commentary um the campaigns all of that stuff because that's the most triggering for me and it just reminds me of like um people you know um that I know like I said early in the episode um commenting as well just with like disgusting things um and I already want to forget that they they made those comments because it's like so upsetting um and then just something else that I quickly wanted to point out just right before I read that article from IO Till It Right um you know when people are commenting and saying that like oh they made it up or they like you know did that for no reason I mean this is all coming from complete strangers who don't know these people and never will know them personally and like I had close close friends who 
I mean, I've told you this already. They questioned me and they said I was exaggerating and like I just I no longer speak to these people so like it can happen where people in your personal life can do that too and like these people knew what I was going through I was telling them you know for probably a year before it actually ended what was going on um but then at the end of it all when I started to go public and not even public but like you know I was explaining you know I I was with my lawyer and I was like I got the restraining order and I was going to court and I was um uh, you know, getting my visa and all of the rest of the stuff, and I had to go through the whole conversation with my lawyer. Um, suddenly, then they were kind of reversing and like not wanting to to believe me. Um, so, yeah, like some people will have your back behind closed doors, but publicly, it's like a different story. So, just know if that's something you're going through I've been there lots of us have been there and it's very sad and heartbreaking but you know what I can safely tell you I never think about those people now like never think about them and we were close friends for years like I, I just don't like they don't even cross my mind so like you'll be fine I promise you you don't need these awful people in your life um so yeah, so leaving it there, um, once again, reach out to me in my DMs. I've been having problems recently with um, my uh, sound on some um, on some platforms. People would tell me that sound dips out. Uh, so I know sometimes even I'll check on like, because I personally uh, usually listen to Spotify with my music streaming and podcasts. And I notice sometimes I'll go back in the episode and like the audio is gone, even though it was there. And then I'll just like, re-uploaded or sometimes it just like fixes itself it's so bizarre it's only been happening recently actually somebody I mentioned in a previous episode someone had pointed out to me online which I really appreciated and another lady um really kindly contacted me on Instagram and let me know that on I think it was on Google that she was listening to it and it it, the audio was out there even though I had fixed it everywhere else um so if that's happening I'm really sorry and just keep um checking back because I will fix it I try to put it in the actual um uh the bio of the episode to let you guys know if the audio is fixed if it previously wasn't previously wasn't working I don't know what it is I record on soundtrap I normally find it great I'm thinking about maybe switching over um to another user base I don't really want to because I really enjoy using soundtrap but um if any of you are podcasters or you record music or anything and you use the platform, let me know. Um, excuse me if you have any helpful advice for me because I honestly don't know what is happening with it. Um, but hopefully this one works because there's a lot of work going into it. Okay, I'm really going to shut up now because I keep saying I'm finished with the episode and then I keep continuing to ramble on, which um, I tend to do. Uh, so yeah, once again, reach out to me if you have any questions, need any help, support, whatever it is. And the hotline.org, um, as I always mention, they're fantastic if you need any help. And good luck to you guys. I hope you have a fantastic week and enjoy the episode. And I will see you guys soon.